Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I want to follow up at least one more time on this whole thing we've been looking at of being an overcomer, the one who overcomes. The scripture speaks uh, about it and gives us insight and understanding that I think is really important <coughs> for our days. Um, we're going to go to 1 John, the fifth chapter this time. Okay, We've looked in the fourth chapter with some things, but the fifth chapter. And the fifth verse asks this question, and it, it puts it in the form of a question. It says, who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, actually, that question comes about because of what was said in the first four verses of this chapter, which maybe we'll have time to go back and look at that today. But I want to follow up with verse 6 because he puts this in the form of a question. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So he's asking that question. Is this the one who is the overcomer? Well, the overcomer is the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. But then verse 6 picks up and says, this is the one, and the one is speaking of uh, Jesus, the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not with the water only, but with the water and with the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. So he's clarifying who it is that we believe in, that we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, this passage is sort of interesting, particularly the seventh verse right here. And I've actually talked about this somewhat recently on the podcast. I don't remember when it was, probably done it two or three times through the years. Because uh, if you look in various translations, verse seven is substantially different. In the contemporary versions, uh, verse seven basically says something along the line. For there are three that testify, and that's it. And then it goes on to verse 8. The King James, the authorized version, here's verse 7 of it, says this. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And the other translations in the next verses sort of pick up little elements of that, but they don't say it forthrightly like this. And so what you see in the modern translations is that they have removed the word Godhead. You'll see divine image or something like that in place of it. But it's a great word. It describes the triune nature of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then you see them removing this right here. Now, I know why. I know why there's reasons as far as a manuscript study and things like that. And it's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, you don't want to question somebody's salvation because they believe this over that, you know, of a particular translation. But I think it's something to uh, pay some attention to and give some heed to. Because when the authorized version sits here and says, you know what, there are three that bear record of heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Then it's setting up what says in verse 8 right here. I think it's important. So here's verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in the earth. So you see there's a witness in the heaven and a witness in the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. 
For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. The one who believes in the son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his son. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Now watch the last verse I'll read out of this portion right here, verse 13. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. That's First John 5, 13. He actually tells us why he wrote this letter. It's one of the first things you do when you sit down and read a book is to try to discern why it was written. He tells you point blank. I've written these things to where you will know. I've written to those of you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Uh, the book of 1 John is so, so important uh, for the understanding of knowing that you are actually saved, who you are, and how you live it out. So in light of that, let's go back to the first verse of this fifth chapter. And it says this, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. So this kind of stuff that when you're reading and think, well, then, yeah, everybody knows this. You know, this is pretty basic. It is, and yet it's not understood. Because there's people who say, oh, yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe, but they don't really believe. If you truly believe, there's going to be transformation. There's going to be change. You're not going to be conformed to the world anymore. You'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, he continues, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. Verse 3, For this is the love of God that will keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Verse 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And then you pick up with verse 5 where we started a while ago. But I wanted to start with that question and sort of explain that before we came back and saw this. We are overcomers when we are born of God. We are born of God when we believe, when we believe what God has done through the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that true faith and that true belief that we are transformed. How do we know we're transformed? Because we love the children of God. We love the children of God and we love God and we observe his commandments. John has said earlier in this letter right here that if somebody says that I love God, I love God, but they hate their brother, then the love of God does not reside within them and they are a liar. I mean, that's the way he describes it. He says you're a liar. If you claim this, then you're lying. You're not really saved. But what does he say? If you love God and you keep his commandments, you realize his commandments are not burdensome, you'll love the brethren. Why is that? Verse 4 again. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. If we are born of God, we are overcomers of that which is in the world. Now, that overcoming thing, it doesn't mean that nothing will ever come against you in the world. No, it doesn't mean that the world might not take you out and kill you. You know, a lot of times we that's, that's the bottom line with everything. We're thinking from that point and that element that if something bad comes against us, 
that we haven't overcome the world and the world has overcome us. Uh-uh. Not at all. We have victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what he's saying. And this, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is the victory? Our faith. Our belief. Faith and belief are usually can be used synonymously here. It is our faith. Our belief. And by believing in the Lord, we have overcome the world. Therefore, folks, don't be distracted by the things of the world. There's nothing wrong with keeping up with it. There's nothing wrong with knowing what's going on. As a matter of fact, I'm more and more convinced that we as the body of Christ are to speak forth the truth and live the truth and be the answer to the things that the world's facing day in and day out. Okay, But what's the, what's the church doing? Uh, the church is working hand in gloves with the world in a negative sense and not living the way that the Most High God has called us to live. And then you see th you see the church responding in, in worldly ways. I just saw yesterday a major, major, huge, large church within our region around here has come along and said, well, you know, because of all this stuff's happening, we're just not going to gather together as the body of Christ until January 2021. For the next six months, we're not going to gather together. You know, it's not so much the gathering together that way. You know, in the big building and the big stuff to listen to the one man and all this kind of stuff. That's not what the issue is at all. The issue is, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about this later. The issue is that the body of Christ chooses to go the way of the world rather than the way of the Most High God. Anyway, my time's up. Like I said, maybe we'll chase that around next time. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.